I've always been a dancer, will always be a dancer, and movement is synonymous with who I am. Coming up next, we have choreographer Laurieann Gibson on Naked. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. In a world with vulnerable, considered weak, come and remove the veil from entertainment's elite. It's the difference between what is real and what the public sees. So here's your favorite celebrities behind the scenes. It's refreshing, authentic, the whole story specific. Life altering events to shape the person that you hear. We got a champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with No one person should dictate the other's dance. Vibrantly chase the authenticity of oneself. That from the great Laurieann Gibson. During this podcast, uh, I I call it therapy in very many ways because Laurieann shared so many wonderful stories about how she has arrived, who she is, and rarely do I meet someone who I feel, and this is my opinion only, is truly comfortable in their own skin. Laurieann Gibson is one of the most important pop culture influencers in entertainment today. Creative director, choreographer for a number of superstars. Laurieann's expertise in developing artists' performance skills earned her an Emmy nomination for directing Lady Gaga's HBO concert special. Yeah, that Lady Gaga, you know who that is, right? Laurieann also directed and choreographed Nicki Minaj's Pink Print World Tour. Diddy's Bad Boy 20th Anniversary Reunion Tour. I can go on and on and on and on, but the point is you see that she is a visionary. More than a choreographer, Laurieann is a force who people know. If you got to deal with her, you have to deal with her. There's no walking around her. And that's not a bad thing. That's actually a really good thing. And so when I asked her about dancing, that simple platform, dancing, and what it has done for her as a dancer. What does it mean? How does she feel when she dances? All of the things she was able to give me, and this is funny, y'all. She was able to give me a conversation that I am truly impressed with in the sense that 
dancing to me could simply be listening to music and making myself feel good or having fun or learning a routine. But she explained it in such a way that it gave me life, literally gave me life. Um, And I want to thank her if she's listening, which I'm sure she is, uh, for sharing her story and blessing me so much so with her wisdom. Uh, I'll tell you what her naked quality is. There were a couple of things that came to mind as she was talking. And I thought to myself, is spirituality a naked quality? Um, Is it something that I see, something that I feel when I talk to her? And it is. I don't necessarily know if it is, you know, technically defined as a quality. For me, her naked quality was spirituality, is spirituality. She is phenomenal and she has a presence and a purpose and it has been obviously documented all across the world, but now she was able to do that for us here on The Naked Podcast. Everybody welcome, Lori Ann Gibson. Lorianne, thank you so much for coming on Naked. I think I would love, not even I think, I would love to know when you started dancing. I know that I started in my mother's womb. I left the most ridiculous stretch marks on her. (laughs) And I say it's because I was dancing. I do believe I was born with the gift of movement. Uh, That's how I communicate. That's where my inspiration begins. And um, that's how I wore you know, so I've always been a dancer, will always be a dancer, and movement is synonymous with who I am. My earliest memories are when I asked my mother to actually put me in dance class. Hmm. I remember putting the towel on my head and dancing around the house and never feeling insecure about moving and moving my body. It was never a question for me. And so she had put my other two sisters in dance class and they had actually rejected it. They didn't like it. So she said to herself, she wasn't going to put me in class because she was going to waste that money. And I specifically asked. And so at that point, she was like, this is crazy. Why is this child asking to dance classes? And now we know why. Yeah. How old were you when that happened? I was like four to six. I was constantly moving and very confident about uh, dancing. You know, and I see babies now and I see myself, I'm like, oh, that's what I must have been doing. That's what I felt like I was doing. I never not remember not dancing. (laughs) You know what? You said something to me that I think is interesting. You were always comfortable, even as a child at four years old, dancing in in your body. That is probably the best way to describe how people feel when they dance or if they can't dance, if you feel, and you know that now, but as a child, you between four and six years old, I don't necessarily know if you can verbalize it that way. You just knew that you belonged in that moment in dance. Yeah. I think that what it was, was my spirit, my spirit, which was free and rhythmic and not covered, not captive, Nothing. It was free. And your spirit moves uh, much like the rhythm of dance. And that's why I wrote a book called Dance Your Dance, because everybody's spirit is alive and part of who they are. Unfortunately, some people, they've just allowed it to die or be the smallest part of their voice or their reaction. That's why I talk about unleashing it, unleashing the passion, 
unleashing your spirit, which is attached to your passion. So my spirit was always very free, always very pure, always moving, always moving towards something up, ne never very heavy. So I always held on to that uh, just organically. And now I know it was attached to my dream, mm -hmm. which is why in my discovery of the book and my methodology, I understand and I say that if I can speak to your dream, I can speak to your circumstance and unlock the knowledge of that passion based on your spirit. To me, that explains, and I'm laughing to myself, why I can't dance, because there's a part of me that's a little conservative, which was the the reason why I started this podcast called Naked, because I wanted to talk to people and I wanted to just see who they were. And I feel I'm always holding something back. And that is also in my dance. Like, I feel it in everything. Did your mother, sister, grandma, whomever, who encouraged that spirit? Because it needs to be nurtured when you have it. Yes, I talk about that in the book, but first year yeah. spirit is a definitely not one that is afraid to fly or dance. <laughs> equal all of that energy beaming into my lens right now. So, uh, <laughs> that's not true, right? I mean, and, well, no, I just only because you told yourself oh. that what is really truly me is so overwhelmingly confident and free and robust and vibrant that yeah. instead of allowing it to take its perfect place in my entire dynamics, I've oppressed it because somewhere along the lines, someone told me that was not a good thing or as a caster, we must newscaster or whatever that perception of your greatness was, it yeah. was told to oppress it rather than understand it. So I can implement it as I go higher and higher, bigger and bigger. And as I originate my perspective in this realm. Preach to me today. Give yeah. me my word today, yeah. Lorianne. I'll it's receive that. Who you are, you know, and that is why I wrote the book because no one person should dictate the other's dance because we need everybody to dance their dance in order for us to dance ours because everybody is uniquely crafted to ultimately create this hum with humanity that doesn't say be like someone else, identify exactly like someone else, become someone else, but vibrantly chase the authenticity of yourself. I love that. Vibrantly yeah. chase. Okay, wait. So I'm sorry, because you just, you blew my mind. I'm trying to ask you questions and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. And I do remember who told me that, like in my mind, but let me bring it back because Ooh, I want to know more. Can you tell me? Over the years, uh -huh. what I do for a living, especially when I was at ESPN, required me to be like this. Like me even wearing my hair like this is controversial for me. I'm oh like, God, hair fun so stunning. But it's controversial and so un unlike me and I'm so, and I'm starting to shed that, which right. is why I was always, which is why everyone's drawn to you, by the way. Like, let's just take a moment. Let's just take a moment because you are afraid of no one. And so it is unapologetic. It is freeing and it is, it is refreshing because as a woman in a business that ultimately becomes dominated by men and you work with men who have big personalities, you don't stand down. And that goes back to the, this childhood spirit that I'm asking, did your, was your mother that, who encouraged Lorianne? Well, my mother did. And that's because she was told that she couldn't be a fashion designer. And so in that journey that she took, they said, oh, what is a designer? That's not a real job. And ultimately 
she decided that she was not going to do that to her girls. I come from three three girls in the family. So ultimately, and the baby came with all of the manifestation of that. And I needed my mother to be who she was in order for her not to oppress ultimately my purpose. So my mom was never, don't, my mother was do, become. And she's a super powerful woman in that space. As you become, and as you have been, when did you realize dancing that this was it, that you were it, and that that this love, this spirit that you already had would then give you a platform to speak to others as you are right now? Quite frankly, when did you know you was about to be famous? Not that you do it for fame, but when did you just like, oh, I'm, I'm the shit. That's just it. And I'm about to blow up. Bye. <laughs> I don't know that I ever tell myself that narrative because that oh. drives my intention, right? But as a younger girl, I knew how I felt when I danced. And then when I went to school to train, I talk about the steps in the book, training to sustain the journey for you to ultimately connect with your purpose and those moments that will drive you into the dream. So I talk about training and sustaining. Once I understood how the dance made me feel, I had an appetite to learn all that I could in order to be the best version of that in order to never run out of that feeling or what sustains that feeling. So going to Alvin Ailey, training with the best, allowed me to stand on the knowledge of what I chose to do, what I was passionate about. There was nothing else that aligned me with the feeling of the joy and the completeness of when I was dancing. Now, what would come out of that as a visionary, creative directing, directing, building superstars, was also the knowledge of the other things that my gift could actually do, which is where I am now becoming being. So that took time, but I talk about it in the book. I talk about having the capacity to carry more than one gift. Meaning when you arrived at ESPN and your gift was actually more overflowing than what that could sustain, there began to be an understanding of, I have more capacity. Maybe it's an original show. Maybe it's the combination of that with this, with entertainment. So you have to constantly allow yourself to receive all that you have to give. And um, how do you do that? How do you specifically do that? I talk about it in the book, but I specifically work my steps. I do. But what happened was revelation. When I was a starving dancer in New York, the trials and tribulations that took me to that revelation, meaning I talk about hanging on to the feeling of the dream. So anytime I was in a situation that didn't line up with the feeling of the dream, the dream that God gave me, the knowledge of that feeling, I would create a new narrative. I would see that flag as not that it's over, but that I had to continue a certain way. So I challenged myself with each obstacle by uh, changing the narrative. When I didn't get a job, not that I wasn't good enough, that there was something else that I needed to train, something else that I needed to understand about myself in order to get the job that was right for me. So I talk about changing the narrative, ultimately understanding that passion that dream, that desire, and that capacity. So no one can speak to you in a false way because it doesn't line up with the knowledge of how you feel when you think about that dream or when you're operating in your passion. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. If you need to work those choices, then what happens is you start to produce the validity of it. 
the understanding of it. You start to define the essence of you, which creates a reaction, success, opportunity, and you get stronger in identifying with that. And, 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 and obviously this is all like, by the way, the self, I mean, it's not self-help, but the, the guide, the knowledge that you're, you're giving us on the podcast today is what you talk about in your book. But I, I have to believe that what you do as a black woman mm-hmm. is rarefied air. I'd like to talk about not the struggle, but the overcome. Yeah. The defining, the 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 Lorianne rule, if you will. When you go into a room, you now set the tone. But that wasn't always the case. Talk to talk to someone who wants to do what you do. How do they push through, especially as a black woman in this in this I business? We, I think we acknowledge the 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 pain of the process and why it's there. And, you know, for example, when I left Gaga after after building everyone, I was like, okay, they're sure enough not gonna question my kid after producing something so iconic. But it was actually the most I was questioned, the hardest I was pushed. Mm. And when I walked away, uh, people's perception of that created a loneliness. I was curled up in a ball. I was literally battling two choices, to give up or to persevere. But again, I was locked into the feeling of the dream. I refused to hang on to a circumstance more than the knowledge of how I felt when I thought about being who I am today. You refused to hang on to a circumstance. That's right. Because if you held onto that circumstance, what would happen? I would have become someone else's perception and narrative of myself. I would have become the circumstance rather than persevered through it and overcame it. And in overcoming it, what was revealed was that I was not just supposed to be one person's creative director, you know? I was supposed to be exactly who I am. The inspiration, the creative visionary, the black woman that's not limited by the white artist that she built but actually overcomes the idea that that can't be possible. No, I know you're uncomfortable with the knowledge of that, but those are the facts and that is the truth. Now, what you do with it is not my responsibility, but that my friend is the truth. That yes, behind a white superstar was an incredibly, still is an incredibly magical creative visionary that has the ability to do it again and again and again. Gems, gems, gems. When we come back, Lorianne Gibson continues to be naked. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. 
You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. <laughs> People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy, yeah. right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. They girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Get naked, we're. Welcome back, you guys. Um, so, we've talked about so many different things on the podcast with Lorianne, but I, I do want you to know this with all of her excellence and all of her positivity and confidence and je ne sais quoi, if you will, Lorianne is very candid about being a black woman in this business. You hear me talk about it all the time on the podcast, but it's a fact of life. No, ma no matter where you work, no matter what you do, your color, the color rather of your skin will walk in a room before you do. And what I mean by that is there will be challenges. There will be questions, unfair questions, sometimes fair questions, doubts, you name it. All because of the fact that not only are you a woman, but also because of the color of your skin. She talks about the time that she, on her own, decided to walk away from working with 
Lady Gaga. Yes, that Lady Gaga, 12-time Grammy Award-winning artist, Academy Award winner, Lady Gaga. Her choice, Lori-Ann's choice. Now, you would think after she helped create such a superstar, she would have been in high demand. Lori-Ann explains, especially at that time, her greatness was questioned. How hard was it for you to walk away? Uh, It was hard because it was manipulated in an oppressive environment. Yes, as a female, as a Black woman, and as an incredibly gifted person. All of those elements were equally oppressive at one time. I'm oppressing you because you're a female and you shouldn't be smarter than the men. I'm oppressing you because every time I ask you for a creative, it far supersedes my knowledge of what it should be. And then I'm oppressing you because you will not be dominated and you won't buy into the lie. So it was a, 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 an, an algorithm of not just one level of oppressive, but, but multiple. But again, uh, the idea of how to persevere is why I was able to gain the revelation and now leave inspiration and, and, and steps for every young visionary, every young black female that faces that conversation to abort someone else's mission, to hang on to the evidence, walk in it, and then actually get through it. Because sometimes we need to see it, we need to hear it. When we wake up, we go, okay, if Boomcat did this, I feel a little weak, but I'm gonna just Boomcat my way through this. And then what happens is you now identify with the methodology that really doesn't have anything to do with just me doing it, but all of us mm-hmm. doing it in order to achieve it. And I think most people are not brave enough to share that because once you blow up in your celebrity, you don't want to admit how vulnerable you had to be in the fight, that it was Mm. ugly, that you had to snot, that you were misinterpreted, that you were lonely, you were in the room, but everybody was laughing at you. So you were in the corner trying to maintain your own identity and what that felt like. Um, It's not good. It's not easy. I, I don't hide that. It sucks. But in persevering, you arrive at the place with the evolution of who you are. And it was more than enough. It was just other people's perception of their own insecurities. And that is unfortunately the business we're in, right? I call it do it scared. When you walk away from something that most people think is a dream job or a destination or I've made it situation and you still are not being fulfilled or suppressed, I say do it scared. Would that be an accurate way to describe what you did? Were you scared? No, I I don't know. I mean, once you feel that fear, I don't acknowledge it as scared. I acknowledge it as hanging on to the dream, Mm. pushing, moving, dancing through, choosing myself, choosing the dream, risking the choice, Mm -hmm. demanding that destiny react to my choice, demanding that faith is enough, working it as a substance, as a choice, not as an idea actually choosing faith over scare. The book, as it said, unveils this blueprint to achieving dreams. Implement it, develop, 
The world's greatest superstars, Lady Gaga, Nicki Minaj, Katy Perry, Diddy, the Jonas Brothers. When you have that resume, why as a Black woman do you still have to prove yourself in certain circumstances? It's unacceptable to me. I do believe because of the ignorance that is obviously still rampant, right? Does that uh, dictate my truth? No. Each one of those artists have a moment of impact where I shifted whatever they needed to shift in order to be what they've become. Now you could challenge it. I can challenge it, but I only challenge it because I know what the evidence is. I know what that was when it was there at that moment and it defined the creative choice, right? I too am like, okay, what more do you have to do? But that I can't worry about because it doesn't align with the feeling of where I'm going, the ultimate purpose of my gift and my ability. I not I can't for one second give any energy to the ignorance that I know and acknowledge as ignorance. How it's, do you do that? It's not my dance. It'll slow me down. Once I've done the work and I'm in it and I've earned it, I'm gonna go. And if I go and it's not the, it doesn't work out, that has nothing to do. That means I gotta keep going. And in that revelation, once I choose to not beat myself down by the world's standards of I'm a black woman. I can't possibly be that clear, that good. I just keep going because there is no choice to dance their dance, which stopped my rhythm. You being as big as you are and having so much more than I feel, I honestly feel by just saying, oh, Laurieann is a choreographer, a world famous choreographer, who, a creative director. I feel like that's so limiting as to who you are. When you walk in the room, you feel big. When you sit down, you feel big. Mm -hmm. People who are big are often misunderstood. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest misunderstanding about Laurieann Gibson? I want to cry. Um, I think that the biggest, um, I think it's more or less misunderstanding about who I really am and the elements of that and um, the effects of that. But this, this is part of me taking that strategy, you know, being able to understand how to educate people with opportunities like this, rather than allowing it to define my rhythm, you know? Now I understand that I got to dance. Okay, so let me dance this dance. Thank you to Brittany, a visionary that understands how to connect me to this masterful, amazing woman mm -hmm. who's going to reinvent the show, be <laughs> everything she wants to be. It's simple. It's just about taking it step, step at a time, precept upon precept, dance upon dance, right? But I think what's really misunderstood is that maybe uh, uh, that I'm mean or that I'm crazy you know, I'm passionate. And as a man in this business, your passion is just, you know, you know, your digmatizes your ability to manipulate and lie and oppress. He's a genius. He's a businessman. He's intimidating the entire room, but he's So that is just something that's a reality. So anybody that acts like it's not, that is their interpretation 
and a manipulation and they're being affected. The truth is that is the truth. Are you really sensitive? Meaning do your feelings get hurt? You snap out of it. They may happen in an instant and then you just move on. You don't let that be your dance. Yes. I'm totally sensitive because I have to be sensitive to the move of someone else's dream, the move of my superstars, the move of my, the creative that I'm envisioning. So I'm very sensitive to how that feels because most of my work is riveted by how it makes you feel, right? And I want that always to be pure. I never just choreograph or dance to dance. There's always an intention behind it. I wanna uplift you, fight, power, pain. So I am sensitive. When I was younger, did it create massive amounts of insecurities, meaning I was constantly fighting that sensitivity? Yes, 100%. I was not sexy enough. I talk about it in the book. I was not, you know, why can't I just be with the cool kids? They always laugh at me. You know, like I was always laughed at with all my artists. And the problem was I never let it change me. But did it hurt me? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm human. And mm -hmm. in that hurt, I understood how to understand it. And why was I feeling it? Because I was lacking the clarity of why it was my superpower. Why was it your superpower? Because I need to be that sensitive to everything that's truthful about a process when working with creative people, vision as a filmmaker, as a director, you gotta be sensitive to every element because the choice you can make in a moment will be what will impact a world to do evil or what will impact the world to do good. Hmm. It's only two choices. So many questions. <laughs> Cause yeah, I, I'm thinking, about how what you're saying, especially as a Black woman, is giving life to so many. We are often told what we are not. And you explain so eloquently that those are our gifts and they are seen as threatening. That's 100% right. Our gifts are seen as a threat. And if you don't dance their dance, if you don't let it sit in your spirit and you take over, you will be able to do the work you do. Yeah, it's an, it's an incredible place where what I thought you should do or how you should behave is not at all what's happening. And then the fact that I need the knowledge that you carry makes me feel some type of way. I'm less of who I thought I was. Now you're battling someone else's issues, but you do have to learn to dance your dance. And that's what that is. And I teach you how to dance to a rhythm that will get you through it, around it, over it, past it. I look at you and I'm not getting personal, but I am getting personal. Okay. For queens like us, it's so hard to be in a room and really identify our king or queen, whomever. Uh -huh. Is it hard for you to find a mate that can receive everything that you give and understand it? Yes. I mean, I, that's probably where I will cry or shed a tear just because I am a woman. Yeah, I am definitely... Uh, in the clarity of I don't fit into the traditional idea of what a woman should be or do, right? I'm, I just realized and recently got out of a relationship. I'm not gonna have your food ready in the microwave. I might not even like prep, meal prep. 
I have no kids. Uh, my dreams are my, my children. I do have a dog and I have amazing nephews, but I don't personally have any children. I don't feel bad about that. You know, God has given me what I need to endure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm curious to find out who that is and who that could be. I've had a couple loves, you know, definitely a couple loves. And now I, I'm dating a younger guy, which is kind of amazing and exciting. But I also understand uh, what not to expect or how not to um, have any expectations from that in the department of do more than I need to do. But it's hard. I mean, you know, most men think they're going to come home with me and I'm going to be like, five, six, seven, eight, sit down. <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, eat now. <laughs> And when I come out of the pink elephant suit, I have pink hair, but that's what I call it. I'm actually quite quiet and demure. So that then scares them. <laughs> Listen, I was like, you're not about to get the TV lady to talk sports. I don't, I'm not telling you what stats are today. Okay. That's not what I'm doing. I find it so difficult, not difficult. I'm not even putting that in my spirit. Right. I do know that when we have an image and we date it's difficult. I mean, it's difficult to be the strong queens we are. Mm -hmm. Have you mastered that? Or do you want to be married? Do you want to eventually have a soulmate, a forever partner? You don't need a title, but do you want that? Is that what your heart desires? I don't want it by the standards of how they tell me I'm supposed to have it. I want to rule and inspire and dominate the way I'm meant to reign. And mm -hmm. I do understand the man that will understand the purpose in my being will understand how to war with me. And he's obviously a uh, very strong, confident individual and we call them kings, but they are purpose-driven men that understand how to stand beside uh, a person that is not necessarily living their life by a self-absorbed design. Um, and I also know that I am quite capable of being independent and that doesn't scare me because there is no shortage of gorgeous, hot young men that intimately I can receive what I need. Yeah, girl, go ahead and talk about it. Yeah. Intimately, <laughs> I can get my socks blown off. Yes. And, and that opens up what I need and gives me the confidence to go yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> do what I'm here to do. And he's amazing. So I don't know why I got to carry someone else's load and be heavy when I can intimately, in, 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 intimately, what was it? Intimately, intimately, yes, go ahead. Get what I need to be who I am. So I have understood that about me. Do am I telling anybody else to do it? No, but I'm inspiring people out of that confusion. Yeah. Where oh, I can't find a man strong enough. You are strong enough. You are part of a generation that's here to shift the narrative. We're not supposed to change our dance. We're the generation that's shifting the idea of the limitations that the world has put on black women. So we're gonna look different. We might not have the baby carriage, the ring, the night. We might not. We might be sitting eye to eye with every type of men, right? And having our intimate life. 
-hmm. neatly tucked at home where it should be mm. or where it needs to operate. But we don't have to bring our man out. You don't, need to know, you don't need to know what I do intimately. And you will not know because I don't be telling every, it's my business. Go ahead, go. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with your purpose. Right. But it oh is service and it is beautiful and it is amazing. And those closest to you will get to partake in who you are intimately. But if your purpose is about driving something forward, then it's okay to identify with what I'm saying, you know? I have a confession. Yes. I hate, not even hate, I don't hate. Let me take that back. I don't like when people ask me about my personal life because it almost feels as if because of who I am, right. I'm supposed to have a man. Like, how are you all of this without this? Something's wrong with you. Listening to you talk about where you are makes me feel, and I truly believe you are comfortable with or without. Yes, we want somebody, but if, if that's not the case, it doesn't define me. I'm still battling with answering that question because it shouldn't make me feel any type of way. And I know many of my friends in the same position, mighty, strong, moving, feel some type of way. Like that's the one area they wish that they could figure out. What is your advice or how have you gotten to the point where you're comfortable being well, like, look. I talk, about, I talk about finding your team, finding your tribe. You cannot be friends with the women that are like, girl, I, I'm scared to go out the door. My name is defined by someone else's name. My okay. worth is in the man that I'm dating. My financial situation is in the man that I'm dating. That is all good for them. But as gorgeous and confident, as ridiculously amazing as you are, it's not that we're good without them because that's obvious. It's that we're good, period. Mm. We're great, period. Open yourself to what do I need intimately at what time? It doesn't have to be forever. It doesn't have to fit into this version of someone else's design or dance. You have to get into the knowledge of just how great you are. Receive that and understand that what you need intimately as a woman does not come in the package where it's processed and it's like everybody else's version. Oof. And it, it, it's not that it can't be a multi balti billionaire, trillionaire, owns five <laughs> islands. You probably need someone who's as focused as you. Mm -hmm. But what people do is not who they are. What people do is not who they are. But more importantly, what I receive is that I'm good with or without, and I have to be content with a little and a lot. That was this food for my soul. I had to ask yeah. that question because of course, I'm sure people look at you and think, what's going on with you personally? Why do we do that? Why do we look at somebody as big as you are and as accomplished as you are and ask you about your personal life? What do you think that's about? I think it's a search for uh, camaraderie, identifiability. Uh, there's a natural innate instinct to receive inspiration from each other but man has just twisted that thing and turned it into jealousy or envy or I can't get that or I don't look like that because therein lies the power of everything else right what we're selling what we're not selling the knowledge of self the lack of fulfillment oh there's not room enough for everyone oh I'm here and you're not it's that oppressive mentality that 
obviously we could go deeper. We don't have to, but it's not, it's, we're in 2021 guys. Mm-hmm. You've got to choose to shift that and override the system. You've got to reprogram your own algorithm. It makes so much sense to me why this is the first time I've ever met you, but of course I've watched you. And then we have a few connections like no of, no of, no of, but it makes so much sense to me now that I've talked to you and I see you, why your career has been what it has been in terms of its longevity. There is a innate ability for you to redefine, pivot, figure it out, move forward. And that gives you that longevity. Looking ahead, what else is for you? What's next for you? What do you see happening or what would you want to happen career for you, career-wise? I mean, I'm so excited about having ownership and obviously it's sold, I've sold uh, two television shows that are dance-based and I'm so excited about having the ability to exercise myself at my full capacity as a creative visionary. Um, and impact those collaborations with obviously film directing great some great new artists I've excited about coming out we're gonna I'm gonna dominate again in the pop area with a superstar that I'm very excited about um, obviously some reality TV I'm gonna dominate there with the inspiration and the creativity but um, just breaking some of these barriers that you know it's just the black boys that can collaborate on the levels that yes, now they have the opportunity to, and we love it, you know, but there's also uh, some women and we're seeing that in all areas that are really defining what the next move will be creatively in film and television. And I'm excited to be one of those. So um, it's kind of really cool. Dance Your Dance, Eight Steps to Unleash Your Passion and Live Your Dream. I totally get why that is the name of the book. That was therapy. It's always wonderful when people take their platform, use it for good, and share what they've learned with others. That is the best way that I can summarize uh, what I was able to do today with Lorianne, or more so what she was able to give me. Um, She's learned a lot, and I am grateful that she came on this podcast to share it. I'm going back to my naked quality for her, which is her spirituality. Some people can experience life uh, and not know how to share it. And what really resonated for me and the reason why I spoke to her, her spirit, and she spoke to my spirit, was the fact that she said, just do you. No one is going to say, oh, I see her bitterness or her blockage or her this or her that. First of all, first and foremost, wait, let me just start from the top. Three, two, one. Dance Your Dance, Eight Steps to Unleash Your Passion and Live Your Dream. The book came out earlier this year. I really think everyone should go out and get it. Um, It's always a blessing when someone can actually take their platform, learn lessons from that platform, become more with that platform, and then turn around and share it with the world because of that platform. To me, that is the win for all of us here, which is why you guys should go out and get her book. Lorianne, thank you for taking the time uh, to talk to me to give me a little more understanding, to help me dance my own dance <laughs> and stop. And more importantly, stop telling me I, people, God can't tell me I can't dance because Lorianne said I can. Not, don't listen to that narrative. Change the narrative. Oh, so many gems. I literally hope you guys had a pen and paper. And if not, go back and listen to this while you're working out or while you're driving home or whatever the heck you're doing. Um, again, Lorianne Gibson, thank you. I have to wrap up some things though. 
Uh, and I wanted to make some notes here. Last week, I, well, two weeks ago, I talked about my Lakers and I said we was going to make it. Y'all know we didn't make it. Last week on when, on Roy's podcast, Roy Wood Jr., I couldn't really describe it because that was a heavy podcast, but I want to get into it. I was wrong. I hate to admit I'm wrong. I'm low-key depressed. And that's it. That's all I got. I don't have anything else. Um, y'all make me sick. Everybody who's talking bad about the Lakers. I hope you can hear my bitterness and blockage. It's sad that I just got that lesson from Ann, but I'm giving it back to y'all. Y'all make me sick, okay? But it's all love here. We naked. Y'all heard I got a lot of stuff to work on. Um, I will be back next week. I appreciate your time. And thank you for listening to this edition of Naked with yours truly. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.